welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. Hey, I'm Courtney. It is the end of the week here, but we're going to talk about what we do on this podcast first. Yeah, because it's what we do. We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. So we have workshop days coming up, probably for many of you out there. Mid-January, it's Martin Luther King weekend. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this afternoon in my district. Well, it's a half day in my district. Oh. Wait, it's Friday, right? It is Friday <laughs> oh today. Oh my gosh, I had one of those moments where I didn't know what day it was or where I was. Perfect. Uh, who am I? Why am I here? So there's some PD going on uh, yeah. everywhere. Um, so we're not going to talk about that, obviously, because no. it's all different for you. But we do have a good topic for today. Yeah, we, we checked out the parking lot. Um, where can you find our parking lot? You can find our parking lot um, through our website, which is plearnmc.com. And in the lower left hand, if you scroll down lower left hand, there are some words that say the parking lot. And if you click on that, it'll take you to our parking lot, which is a padlet. Seems pretty easy. Yeah, and then you just click on the green and a thing pops up and you can write your question. And we've got lots and we're going to clear most of this out because we we, we've talked a lot about this stuff. Uh, and we want to start fresh for 2018. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about one today. Uh, so there's a post on here called Going Gradeless. And the question is, what impact do grades themselves have on learning? And to what extent can going gradeless support or hinder personalized learning? It's mm, a very good question. Yeah, this is a meaty topic. So I had a discussion with a teacher in my district yesterday. Oh, yeah? And it's uh, this teacher is a new teacher okay. to our district. New not a, not a new okay. teacher, but a new teacher to, to us. And they were saying... They were talking with with their colleagues from their older district, right? And who was not a personalized learning district or a standards based district right. or anything like that. Okay. So they were talking about the differences between moving from one system to another and how much more difficult uh, a proficiency based district would be. And the teacher that works uh, for us now said it's so much easier hmm. when you don't have to deal with grades. Now, to be clear, we in my district we do have we do have grades, but they're based on individual targets. So, well, it's not teacher, it's not grades exactly. The, there's never there's no A B right. C, there's D. you don't get a ninety two right. You don't, you don't get, get an eighty eight score yeah. right. But you you get a score based on your evidence of learning. So the right. teacher that works for us now said, basically, she considers us a gradeless district huh. because it's more about the learning. That's awesome. And it's so much easier to deal with kids and their learning because it's just about the learning and huh. not what you take points off for. Right. Rather than yeah. earning. You, you earn like, points now, basically. Yeah, you earn it. Right? You, you show it. evidence yeah. and you, you show what you know rather than this is what I know. I'm going to take all these points off for the things that you don't know. Right. And then give you some weird opportunities to make up points Right, test corrections. <laughs> you get half points and if they're in by the end of the week. Do and some crazy like, averaging because you couldn't what? actually get full credit because now you know it. Like I can't give you full credit for knowing it. Yeah, so all those things we talk about in, in the, the old way are weird. They don't make sense. No, they don't make any sense. They really and like, don't. I think I find it really interesting that this teacher said that um, what it was a she. Was yes. it a she? Okay, that she um, finds it easier. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. That is fascinating. One of the things I often hear or, yeah, one of the, like, stress points or worry points or anxiety points for people moving into 
proficiency-based systems is that it's harder. The fear that it is harder to do right. it. So that was that's nice to hear her perspective that it's easier. And so the people that think it's going to be harder, it's for the same reason. Although I don't think they would articulate it that way. Okay, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. Because so um, you said it's it's easier in some fashion, right? So I think the intent of what this teacher was telling me was that it is easier dealing with the kids. Yeah. Because all you're doing with the kids is gathering that evidence. Right. Having the kids show you what they learn. Yeah. And kind of saying, yes, you're at this level or no, you're not at this level yet. Right. And this is what you're kind of missing. This is what you have. Right. To... And these are the things that you can do to, to earn some more evidence, basically, to, to show that evidence. Right. But I think it's more I think it's more difficult at first about planning and things. Right. And we talk about questioning a lot, right? Yes. You have to ask the right questions. Yes, you do. And that's yeah. a mind shift because the old way, thinking back to the way I used to teach in the old system, it's like it was all about me. Yeah. Right? I set up the lesson plan. I set up the questions. I had the answers to the questions. Mm. I had the problems the kids were going to do. I had the answers to the problems the kids were going to do. And if they did all of those things, right. they got a 100. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm sitting here thinking about. Like, that, in that's from, easy. From a, yeah, that's easy. And it's also easy to just say you have a 100 or you have an 85 in math. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be teased out and specified right. the way um, proficiency-based right. or um, competency-based is. So maybe, it, I guess I'm like, is it just your perspective where if you really do believe it is just about the learning that it, it becomes easier when you brush off all the extra stuff and really just focus on the learning? Well, I like how you said uh, the perspective. Yeah. Right? Because teaching in a system like this does take a different mind shift. Absolutely. To really figure that out. So yeah. if, if my my perspective has changed since 10 years ago when I was teaching yeah. in one of those systems, it's definitely gone from what do I need to do to get these kids to learn right. to what basically what questions can I ask to get these kids to show me some evidence towards these specific things. Yeah. And now it's not all about me. I just, my skill, what I have to do as a teacher now is ask the right questions yeah. to get them thinking, to be engaged and not bored with the class because right. they're just answering the questions that I already know the answer to. Yeah. What if I'm asking kids questions that I don't necessarily know the answer to? Mm-hmm. That's scary for a teacher, right? So that sure. that's the hard part because you might have to engage if I've got a class of, of you and two others, maybe you take a different pathway right. towards that learning. And now I have to deal with multiple types of questions so that I might not have the answers to. Oh my God, what am I going to do with all these different mm. kids? It's like, well, you just ask them questions. You treat them like people. You yes, know? And you, talk with them. you talk with them and yeah. you ask questions and you get to know them and you figure it out. I had, a, I had one yesterday, uh, I was doing uh, a little bit of training in my district and I'm just talking with with a teacher and they're like I can't, I can't really get through to this kid who hasn't really shown any evidence because they're so interested in football stats this was a math teacher so okay a math can class. I jump in and yeah, be go like, right ahead. use football stats to get them to show you the learning wait that's what I said I have might have feeling that's what uh, you that's said. why it's Matt and Courtney exactly <laughs> so 
so I said, yeah, so why can't you use some of that to get at what, what the targets are that you're trying to, to show? Well, I don't really know much about football stats. Well, it doesn't really matter. You know about the math. You know about the math. They know about the football stats. How about you ask questions and try to put some things together huh. and get them just a spark of engagement, and then you're off to the races. Was this a high school teacher? Or it was a high school teacher. It was teacher. a high school teacher? Yeah, okay. so some algebra yeah. stuff with, yeah. you know, equations and stats. I'm like, so why don't why can't you use, like, a, some statistics targets to get them involved at first because you know those inside and out. Yeah. So how about you start with that rather than right. maybe some of the linear equations or something or systems of equations. Yeah. And maybe that doesn't fit right yet, but you can get them involved in another way, which sparks their interest, which gets them engaged. And now you have them and you can teach them some of the other things, too, because now you know a little bit more about football stats. Right. And you can you can work your way towards those targets using what those kids know. Right. Well, and I... It, as I'm listening to you talk, it's also like, well, giving that the learner the that voice in that conversation is incredibly motivating. Going to the learner and saying, you know, maybe not in these terms, but you know, like, so okay, I get the math, I get that you're really into football, I know that we can figure out how these things go together. Let's do it, you know, like you help me figure this out. Like that's incredibly empowering to a learner and it well that's part of what learner centered is isn't it but is, that's incredibly scary for a teacher oh it can be absolutely I, right? I can see that yeah so if you if you want to port yeah, this, and this this may come off a little harsher than than it should be but if you want to portray yourself as you're the all-knowing teacher i don't think that's i think I don't think that's harsh. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'll keep going then. I think. I think so. I think like that's that. that's yeah. what that's what teachers are for the most part, right? They have to be known as the the all knowing other. Sure. Right? That's, that that's I the have traditional the role. Yes. Right. I. That's that's why I'm a teacher because yeah. I have the answers that I want to impart some of my knowledge onto right. onto my to my students. But if we if we change that, that the learners are trying to to navigate through a system, and we're here to help them. That's a completely different mindset. Yeah. So when you talked about perspective at the beginning, uh, this teacher's perspective was, I'm here for the learner. Yeah. How do I ask questions to get them to where they need to be yeah. rather than they need to follow my directions and get through my targets by the end of the year on my pace because that's what I need to do. <sighs> it's Teach the learner, not the learning. I think you just named the episode, maybe. I did. Awesome. Well, we totally gotten off track from <laughs> the original question. Well, we did. We did. All right. Well, what was the question? Right. Oh. Okay. What? So, what can it? What can going grade list support? Okay. So, you can do this. Can you do learner centered education without any grades at all? Oh yeah. 100%. Of course you can, right? Yes, you can do any kind of learning without any grades at all, personalized or not. I know there are schools out there that don't have grades. Yeah, they don't. So I, so when I, one of the college, I went to a lot of undergraduate colleges, but the first one I went to, <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> I did. The, the first one, and I turned out just fine. Yes. The first one I went to was actually Berkeley College of Music. And um, I remember there was a kid there. Um, I don't remember his name, but like we were all sitting around and like fascinated by him because his college didn't send a transcript, it sent a narrative. His high school, I'm sorry, his high school okay. sent a narrative. That's cool. Instead of a transcript. And like, you know, he was like, yeah, we didn't have any grades. It was all just, you know, it's a narrative, like whatever. And we were like, I remember kind of just like us all being transfixed and like, what, that's possible? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that happens? Like, 
So, um, yeah, having no grades is not a new idea. It's right. not. Um, it's not for hippies. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's for. It's for everybody. It, and it makes me think of then. Like I'll connect that to when I was in teacher training, reading. Um, I believe it's out. Is it inside the black box or outside the inside the black box? Okay. Um, it's a it's a very famous um, like research article. It's it's you know a, written for the populace about um, assessment. Yeah, and yes, inside the black box, raising standards through classroom assessment, um, and it's. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Well, anyway, there's the, or maybe like the article is just called oh, the black box. Anyway, we'll we'll link to it. It's like it's 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 a really famous thing. And so what they found in there? No, that's it. Yeah, Black and William. There we go. Inside the black box. Yep. Paul Black, Dylan William. Anyway, so what they find through their research and all of this work they do is that grades giving learners a letter grade or a score of any kind diminishes motivation to learn and giving simply descriptive feedback and nothing else increases motivation to learn more than anything else so as you say that yep could teachers do that right now inside their classroom yes and give no grades yes could you do this at even if you're not in a personalized learning environment? Yes. When you don't have targets necessarily, but of course teachers give feedback, right? Yeah. So what if you just gave only feedback and no grades yeah. for kids? Yeah. That's that's exactly what they're saying. So this, this could be for anyone. Anyone. This is for anyone. This is not this is this is written was it really 2014? No. no. Uh, okay, that's just another pub 2006. That makes much that more, makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um yeah, no, this is before personalized learning was like a, a buzzword or a movement or a thing. Like this, mm-hmm. no, this is just, and they do go on and talk about how like the feedback has to be quality feedback. Like just writing like, good job, like that that doesn't do anything. But descriptive feedback about like what they're doing well and how they can improve um, is the key. And so part of me feels like and thinks that proficiency-based systems, especially the one in my district where what we talk about, it's like we, we have to find that balance between using the targets as feedback tools mm-hmm. rather than as marking tools. Right. When Because you can fall into that trap even in a, personalized, a proficiency-based system, whether it's personalized or not, where the competency just becomes and that, like, you know, meets, does not meets, exceeds, right. just super, you know, substitutes for the letter grade Mm -hmm. and then you're not really that's not really the heart of proficiency-based education it it really comes from a lot of this work from black and and william about it's having the clear target what is it where the learner is aiming for and then giving them that feedback to say this is where you are in relation to that target so tying it back so our the teacher that you talked about um who found the system she's in now to be quote unquote gradeless and more freeing. Um, I bet she's read that article, and I bet that she has in her core just that understanding of how learning works. That it's not; it's about moving towards a goal and seeing where you are in relation to that goal. 
We're going to leave it there. Okay. Okay. Uh, as last <laughs> week, one of your goals was to share our podcast share with another. Share So that worked very well. Oh, did it? So we're going to ask you to do it again. Yeah, do it again. With somebody else, of course. <laughs> Not with the same person, because hopefully they subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so share it with somebody else. Uh, and write to our parking lot. Uh, our parking lot is uh, something where we get ideas from on what to talk about in the pod. Yeah, we're clearing it out. So yeah, so it'll be nice and put some green good stuff for on you. There. Yes, uh, as and spring hey, approaches. If anyone's down in the dumps, feeling like it's hard right now, it is, and you're doing a good job. Stick with it. Go visit some kindergartners. Do something to uplift your spirits. You're doing a good job. Stick with it. We'll see you next week. Yeah.